0: Hello everyone and welcome to Adventures in Academia, the podcast for older than average university students. I'm your host, Christy Bradfield. Well, I'm still in a holding pattern this month and I don't know where I'll be heading for psychology honours next year. As suggested by my uni, I applied for honours widely. I applied to 12 uh, different universities. I've received one rejection and four offers so far. And I've accepted an offer uh, for next year, which I'm happy about, but I'm waiting to hear back from the schools that I was really interested in hearing from. So still up in the air, not quite sure where I'm going to be going, but I'm thankful to be in this position because I know how frustrating and worrying it is to wait for offers. I won't lie. It's been a really excruciating process. If you're also waiting for honors or master's offers, I'm sending you my most positive thoughts. It's a frustrating time, and I've never refreshed my email more than I have in this past month, and I know I'm not alone. In a few short weeks, I'll know where I'm headed, so I'll share the details in next month's podcast. But for now, let's talk about this month's episode. Today, I'm sharing everything I wish I'd known when I started my bachelor's degree. For those who are new, I recently completed a Bachelor of Psychology, Criminology and Justice, which is a psychology and criminology double major. I was an online student for all but one unit, which I did in my last semester. I've learned so much over the course of my degree, and hopefully these lessons will help you avoid some pain if you're starting your degree in 2024. So let's get started. I wish that I'd known more about the process before I started. And this is a big one. I was the first person in my immediate family to go to university and I had no idea what I was supposed to be doing, which made the early years of my degree challenging because I made a lot of mistakes that impacted me later. I didn't have anyone to advise me or point me in the right direction when I was struggling. And this meant that I made some avoidable mistakes. My family didn't really understand why assignments or lectures had to cut into our family time. There wasn't an understanding of why I'd put study first. My mum actually asked me several times if it was worth it, putting all this effort in and being super disciplined and almost miserly with my free time. And of course, I wish I had more time with mum, but my studies helped me to get my life back. And I think she began to understand that as the years went on. And before she died, I think she saw the positive changes happening in my life because of my study. Being first in the family to do anything means that you're a trailblazer and it can be uncomfortable. But hopefully I've shown the younger members of my family that you can reach your goals if you work really hard. Another aspect of knowing more about the process relates to how long the process actually takes to become a psychologist. In Australia, general registration involves at least six years of study and training. So that's three years of a bachelor's degree, one year of honours or a GDPA, one year of master's and one year of supervised practice. It's a long, long road and it's a challenging journey. There's also a misconception about progressing through these higher levels of study once you've completed your three-year bachelor's degree you're not guaranteed entry to honors or beyond Uh, in fact it becomes really really competitive at this point there are limited honors and master's places and you're competing with students from all over the country and international students as well for honors your grades are the most important factor and the higher the better for masters there are other considerations including work experience I've talked to a few people who finished their bachelor's couldn't get into honors and are now having to reevaluate their path forward they did the hard work and they completed their bachelor of psychology but that's where the journey ends and it is heartbreaking the gdpa is an option but i believe it's double the cost of honors which is a real barrier for some people it's frustrating knowing that there's a real need for psychologists all over Australia, but becoming one is so hard. I'm not advocating uh, for making the course any easier or shorter, but it would be great if universities had more places available for honours and masters. My advice, if you want to be a psychologist, understand the process. Understand the time commitment needed and aim as high as possible with your grades, even if that means doing your bachelor's in five or six years rather than three, so you're doing a part-time load and have more time to concentrate on your units, consider getting some work experience in the mental health field as an undergrad, because it will be really helpful when interviewing for masters. Moving on, I wish i had known not to change my major multiple times. I began my studies with no idea what I wanted to do aside from studying psychology I started my degree doing a psychology major and a minor in addiction studies. I then moved to a straight psychology major and finally settled on a psychology and criminology double major. What I didn't know is that when you switch courses, you lose your WAM or your weighted average mark. And your WAM is the most important thing when it comes to honours. So the units I studied in my psychology and addiction studies course aren't counted in my psychology and criminology Wham! It's not a huge deal, but it did become a pain when applying for honours. Instead of just having to supply one transcript, I had to provide five because of my course changes and also because I had advanced standing from cross-institutional study and from another university. Transcripts cost money, so try not to change your course if you can avoid it. I wish I had known to do my units in order. This was another thing that made my life harder as I went along. I made the mistake of doing units that I thought sounded really interesting first, rather than doing them in order, and this was a big mistake. Units are designed to teach you skills that will be useful when you move on to the more advanced stuff. What I did a few times was I went directly to the hard stuff without having any foundation to work with. I'll give you an example. I did developmental psychology in my last semester, so I've just finished it. I should have done it years earlier because it introduced the concept of performing research, how to structure lab reports, and how to analyze data. I went straight to the hard stuff without having any of this knowledge. Don't do what I did. Do your units in order. You will be infinitely better off than I was if you do. I wish that I didn't put off doing things that sounded hard. So research methods units are a part of any psychology course. In my course, we had to do three research methods units. I was so scared of doing them because they involved statistics, which involved math. I had some horrible experiences in math class in high school, especially in upper school. I had a teacher who thought that my math anxiety uh, was funny. He was the first person to make me feel really stupid. It got so bad that I came close to failing math in year 11 because I would go to the guidance counselor during class, so I didn't have to do it. I lost all confidence when it came to numbers and that fear and anxiety continued into adulthood. So the first research methods unit scared me and I put off doing it for quite a few years. When I finally got my confidence up to take the unit in 2019, my lecturer said that he knew that a lot of people had some concerns about doing the unit and that they may have been scared about the math component, but he wanted everyone to know that a high distinction, so a grade over 80%, was possible. And he accompanied this with a slide Uh, He put up a picture of a man gazing at uh, a sun rising from a misty mountaintop, and in the distance were the letters HD, like a mirage. For some reason, that image stuck in my head, and I can still see it now to this day, and I decided then that I was going to get an HD for my first research methods unit, and I would work my butt off to achieve it. Week by week, I used that mountaintop image as inspiration. I watched YouTube videos, I read about different concepts, and I spent hours each week trying to understand the material. I was really, really determined. I worked so hard and I got that high distinction. I also got marks in the 90s for the two other research methods units, and it turns out that I love research methods. While it may take me longer to understand concepts, I know that if I work hard... I'll get it. And that's a fantastic feeling. My advice, don't be put off by experiences of the past or things that you think are hard. In my experience, getting those things done and out of the way is a relief. And you might be pleasantly surprised when you do better than you expected to. We're always learning new things, even if we don't realize it. And who you were when you finished high school is not who you are now. Don't be tethered to those things in your past that stop you from realising who you're becoming. I wish I had known that the marks I got didn't reflect who I was as a person. It took years of therapy to unravel the connection I'd created between my marks and my self-esteem and my self-worth. And truthfully, I haven't completely put this one to bed. I still struggle when I get a mark back that's lower than I expected, But now I don't automatically jump to the negative self-talk. In many ways, I'm a perfectionist and I expect a degree of perfection for myself that's unrealistic and exhausting. I'll push myself really hard to do things as well as I possibly can because I respect the people that are teaching me. And I know that this education is a privilege that not everyone gets and I want to make the most of it. I was raised that way. I was raised to give hundred percent in whatever I did. So when my marks don't reflect this effort, I don't handle it well. I tend to spiral. In semester one this year, I got a distinction for an assignment, and I should preface this by saying, yes, I know how ludicrous it is to spiral about a distinction. But when I received this mark, because of all the therapy and work I'd put in over the years, I was able to take a deep breath, counter the dismissive thoughts that popped up and adjust my thinking from I'm a failure to I tried my best and this experience will be a catalyst for change. And that is a huge change from my earlier years in this degree. I saw the mark as an opportunity to do better next time which shows me how much I've changed. This brings me to my final point. I wish I had known that I would change in some significant ways. As I've mentioned before, I wasn't in a good place when I began my degree. My world was very small. Studying helped me to see the world differently. It expanded my world in ways that I could never have imagined. Every unit I've completed has changed my thinking and my understanding of the world. Before I started my degree, I thought I knew a lot. I had strong opinions about things that I knew very little about. I thought those opinions were correct. My thinking was very black and white. It was dualistic. Things were either right or wrong. But as I've learned more, I realized that there is a lot of gray in the world and my thinking has become more relativistic my thought is more nuanced. I use the things that I've learned to inform my opinions and understanding of the world around me. When people ask me for my views, I think before I speak. I try to take in different perspectives and different frames of reference. Even though I know I've learned a lot, I feel like the more I learn, the less I know. And I think that's a good thing because I don't think it's a good thing necessarily to think that you know everything. I'd rather have a student's mindset and be willing to look at things in different ways rather than be set in my ways. So let's recap. Firstly, if your career goal is to become a psychologist, ensure you understand the process. It is a long road and it requires dedication and perseverance. Secondly, make informed decisions about your course and understand that changing your major may impact you later in your degree. Speak to an advisor if you need help. Thirdly, the order in which you do your units matters. Build your foundational knowledge and you'll set yourself up for success later. Fourthly, don't let experiences or perceived challenges hold you back. Embrace difficulties and work through them. Fifthly, grades don't define your worth or your value as a person. They're just grades, nothing more. Finally, embrace all the changes that come your way. You might be amazed by the person that you become. Thank you so much for joining me for this month's podcast. I would love to hear from you if you're an older than average student. You can send a voice memo about anything to do with university study to memos at adventuresinacademia.com. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. In the next episode of Adventures in Academia, I'll be sharing all things honours. If you're considering applying for honours in the coming years, I'll have plenty of information to share about the process. I hope you consider listening in. Until next month, happy studying.